All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. I think we're on like episode six uh, of season two, something like that. We're, it's our week six episode, so that's all it, all that matters. Um, welcome into the blue blue and orange football podcast. Um, we're just going to go right off the rip. Um, a thing that I realize that I have not done on the other five episodes that you have not done on the other five episodes is promote our social medias in ways that you can interact with us. If the six of you give a shit. So eight last week, so. eight. Yes. So I'm over there at uh, Rochism 13 R O A C H I Z M one three on Twitter. Uh, Jacob Roach on Facebook. I don't care. Come at me. Let me know. Ask me questions. Uh, tell me how stupid I am. That's great. I don't care. I did want to put that out there, my Twitter handle, because going forward, I'm going to do live reactions to Browns games on Sunday on Twitter. Maybe I'll move it over to Facebook. If anybody is into that sort of thing, come over, check it out. Ask me some questions, specific questions while I'm doing it so that I can uh, address those. You guys can find me on Twitter as well. It is Isaac Tenji, um, I-S-A-A-C, one zero G um, on Facebook. You can find me at Isaac Gaston. I appreciate you uh, follow or reach out from you guys. Like like uh, Jake said, give us some questions. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, ask us specific t- topics to talk about, and we will, by all means, include them into our shows. You know, I think going forward, uh, I've reached out to a few of uh, some friends uh, and avid sports fans as well about potentially putting some people on pods uh, in the future. We're also talking about branching out and putting some of these pods on YouTube as well, putting video to them. Um, So potentially having people uh, maybe doing a live show here and there for people to jump on and ask questions, emails, send me a DM. On Thursdays slide, at 5. Just slide right into the DMs. Okay? Yeah. It's okay. We record at like 5 p.m. on Thursdays. You slide in my DMs during the message and ask me a question. I will answer. Like, because that would make my day, right? Like, oh, if all right. I, like, look down. All right. So, we got the house cleaning out of the way. Um, so, like I said, reach out to us if you if, if any improvements, you know, things like that. All right, so we're, I worked very hard on this rundown. It took me about a minute and a half, so we're going to do it right off the rip. So we're going to go to my takeaways, well, your takeaways as well, for, uh, from the Browns game this past weekend when the Browns went to 4-1. and one. Listen, I'm almost 30. I was three the last time they were 4-1. and one. Bill Belichick was the head coach, Nick Saban, the defensive coordinator. In case you guys are wondering, um, that season went uh, pretty well, actually. They went 11-5, went to the playoffs. Um I would, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about the Steelers. I, I don't like to talk about the Steelers at all in any way, shape, or form. Rightfully so. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I kind of have to address that this week. So my takeaways from this game was uh, I think my biggest issue was it was a tale of two halves. I w- will not sit here and be the person I have bitched out for two weeks by any stretch of the imagination, right? I'm not going to come on here and say they won. Yeah, but no, no, (laughs) no. I have lost for way too long to say that. We're four and one. I did not see any power rankings, uh, any kind of football power rankings. And, you know, there's a million places that do them that had them outside of the top 10. 
Now, maybe there's one I missed, but like top 10. And I think that's where they are to me. They're not top five. They're not top two. They're not top three. We'll get to my top three, bottom three later. They're top 10. And the thing is, I still see an offense that seems somewhat pedestrian at times because you can tell like, like we've been told, this is an incredibly effective and complicated system, but it takes time to master. Well, we are just now getting into games and this is for everybody, right? Where we're technically out of the preseason. Right. We didn't have a preseason. So now we're finally out of the preseason. So the things I saw here was I'm a little bit worried about Baker in the fourth quarter. His QBR is the worst in the league in the fourth quarter. Now, QBR doesn't take into account like that second interception that wasn't on Baker. He got his arm hit. Now, listen, I don't know that he completes that pass if he doesn't get hit, but I don't know that he throws an interception. Um, So – you know, I I understand that there's probably reasons for his low QBR. Keep in mind, he's thrown like what? I think it's something stupid, like 10 passes in the fourth quarter all year, maybe. So like, yeah. In but granted, they haven't been great passes and you're seeing that. But what I thought was nice is on that final drive, you know, rather it was Baker or it was the offensive line. The offensive line is their strength and the defensive line. Their lines are their strength. And when they needed to make plays to get a first down and then eventually push it back to nine points and win that football game, they did it. And I think that is the most important takeaway from this is, hey, listen, we didn't play a flawless game. I have not seen a flawless game, complete flawless game for the Cleveland Browns all year in their four and one. There are lots of things to take away from this game. Here's the thing. I saw something Baker said we needed to lean on the defense when I kept turning the ball over. That's a direct quote. We had to lean on that defense when I kept turning the ball over. Now, that being said, we leaned on a defense that I thought we could not lean on going into this game. We leaned on them when the offense, because listen, Baker, amazing first half, amazing first half. They leaned on them when I didn't think it was possible. They kept forcing turnovers. They kept making plays. Granted, Philip Rivers, I think he gets benched soon. But, you know, like that safety, Miles has done something like I've heard something along the lines of between forced interceptions and his three strip sacks that he's he's got 33 quarterback pressures. He's got eight forced turnovers. Dude, that's a season for people. He's done this in five games. Listen, if you do not have Miles Garrett in your MVP conversation, and I'm not saying he wins it, but if you're not entertaining him as a top five, top 10 MVP candidate, you're wrong. And it's like Baker said, you know, this was my worst game by far, but this is my best, my favorite part about this. We get to learn from a win, not a loss. This team is young. This team is making Silly mistakes that you know they're not making week 12 and week 13. But here we are. Enjoy it. Bask in it. The biggest test is coming this weekend. But don't get on the phone like all these people. Ah, maybe the Colts aren't so good. The Colts defense is legit. My dad said to me several times this weekend, I've never – I have not seen a defense that fast. They they get to that fucking ball, man. And, And it's like, listen, I get it. They were not perfect. But my biggest takeaway is this. The linebacker play is coming along. It's getting better. 
Andrew Sandejo is still terrible. I think he's probably a great guy. And I want to say that because he also scares the shit out. He's a really nice guy, but... (laughs) He was not brought in to do what he's doing. No. The loss of Grant Delpit crippled that that secondary. And people say, well, you shouldn't be leading on a second-round pick. Yeah, you should. First, second, and third-round picks are starters. That's what you're trying to get. And it changes the whole course. But listen, Ronnie Harrison... He was the highest-graded Browns on D with people that paid 25 snaps. He's highest-graded. We finally got to see Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison, amazing. Sheldrick Redwine only played 19 snaps, graded at a 94. Yeah. Like, there is reasons to be like, listen, we have issues. This defense has issues, and Big Ben could exploit them. But that being said, there are reasons to think. I've never thought this. Going forward, I look at every game. They're not going 15-1. and I'm not saying that. But I look at every single game with believing there is a realistic possibility they win. Yeah. Well, and that, that, that for me, that's my wrap-up of that game. I mean, and that – I agree with you. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, I, was a, I watched the Giants game this weekend, and so I, I didn't see a lot of the Browns game. So I don't have a lot to comment. In-depth kind of, yeah. Know. Um, but my takeaways is this, um, for the Browns specifically, they are winning games, obviously, 4-1. and one. But to me, what's important and what I see, I think, from the Browns right now is that you've got a team that is willing to do what it takes to win, and you don't have a lot of those guys that are stat-driven, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. They're selfless players. Yeah, they're playing to win. And mm-hmm. I think that's really, really, really important. And it's it's proving itself, right? Yeah. Baker Mayfield may have a great first half. He may have a bad second half or a bad fourth quarter. But the team is finding itself a way, a way to win. And that's something that, I don't know, I haven't seen in the Browns in a while. You probably haven't no. seen in the Browns in a no. while. And so that magic is starting to come together. Um, so still early. It is early. They're still learning. Um, the Colts, you know, they may not be Super Bowl contending team, but they're still a good team. I think and, they're a quarterback away from a Super Bowl con- contending yeah. team because that was, dude. I know you. I know you. You sent me something about how he was a little pick happy, and I, I'm like, dude, they dropped. He threw two, and they were bad picks, yeah. and, and he should have thrown two or three more. Yeah, yeah. but. You have that though with those uh, that specific draft class. You might have a five hundred yard game. You might <laughs> have a, you know, the, but, those two guys that went yeah at the top of that draft class. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's good on on that. So I I know like listen, man. Um, it was a great first quarter. Uh, so t- just tell me what went on in Dallas. You know, honestly, overall. I'm pleased with how the Giants played. Um, I think they set themselves up to potentially win the game. Uh, and unfortunately, they didn't. They had its ups and downs. You have a young team. Um, one of the biggest takeaways this week is I saw some effectiveness on the ground game. I yeah. didn't see negative run plays all the time. I, I saw uh, Devontae Freeman actually being productive. And I'm telling you what, man, that dude has a gas pedal. Oh, yeah. Like, and if he's healthy, which it seems that he is. Yeah, his legs really look like they're underneath him. So I'm all for Devontae Freeman. The nice thing about him, man, he can run the ball and he can pass protect. I mean, I saw him getting in the grills of line, um, 
blitzing linebackers coming straight downhill, and he will go toe-to-toe with those guys and get a chip block on them to buy Daniel Jones some time. Yes, we had some uh, we had some issues on offense, but we also scored touchdowns, right? We had over 30 points. We scored touchdowns for the first time, and I think it was eight quarters yeah. since at the beginning of that game. Yeah. And I saw life on the offense. So they had big what, improvement. Three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So they doubled their. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, like. And, I mean, Sterling Shepard's hurt. Unfortunately, yeah. Darius Slayton right now is hurt with the foot. Um, yeah, no, I just pick, I re-picked him up in fantasy, so I'm, like, really hoping he heals. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping he plays this week. Um, but, yeah, it's – the offense is starting to click. They're not they're, they're not all the way there yet, and I wouldn't even say they're necessarily close to being all the way there yet. I need to see Golden Tate really start being productive. That's one area that I'm, I'm – you know, I think Golden Tate's a really good player. I do, too. And I think that he can make – he can he can take a five-yard gain and make it into a touchdown. He's that explosive. He can be. Yeah. But I just – I don't know. I haven't seen much production out of him. Maybe it's just he's not being utilized all that much. Um, Daniel Jones still has a tendency, from what I've seen, to target players going down the field. Now, it got a lot better last week. Um but he still has that tendency to target players. One thing that I will say, though, is Daniel Jones is one of those guys that wants the ball at the end of the game to do what it needs to do. What he needs to he's do. not afraid of the moment. It definitely he's, feels, he's going to let it rip. He is. And sometimes he's going to let it rip right into his, his <laughs> defender's hands. And I've seen that happen. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think that there was a much improvement. One person that I specifically want to um, point out is James Bradbury. Mm -hmm. James Bradbury probably had one of the highest graded um, defensive ratings in DBs last week. And from what I've seen around talk shows and league is he is – based on his statistics, he is one of the best defensive backs in the league right now. He held Amari Cooper, I believe it was to two catches that entire game. And Amari Cooper is one of those – dangerous dudes that you it's it's difficult to cover so he's been doing a great job thus far this season and he's done it consistently against good competition too that like that's important you're matching up against an you matching up against a number one receiver of a team especially a guy like amari cooper yeah as opposed to like a slot guy in grading well it's a big deal yeah Um, not that slot corners aren't important that's no don't misunderstand me yeah i see what you're saying uh, but defensively, I think they did a great job. Unfortunately, they they didn't have any more in the tank on that last drive with Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket. The Gallup, those catches that Gallup made, oh my like y- you can't you can't do anything about that. No, I mean the, the it wasn't bad or blown coverage. No. It was a phenomenal catch. And I even texted you when that happened. I was like, look, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's it's equivalent to a Mario Manningham catch in the Super Bowl. It's yeah. The ball's placed in that specific spot that only the receiver can make a play, and the receiver made a play twice. He had no business making that play, but he, but he did it. Like, I don't know how, and so I, I texted you, and I was like, well, this is over. I know how this goes. I've lived it. We've all lived it. It's the worst type of loss. It really is. So last week was the first week where I was just, like, legitimately – disappointed that the Giants lost. Not that I didn't 
like them losing before no, that. No, no, no. But last week was the first week where I could see, hey, there's a legitimate chance of winning this thing. We've got the lead. We need to hold it. And we couldn't get it done. The Rams was very similar when we were driving down the field and Daniel Jones threw an interception in the red zone. Uh, but nonetheless, I think the Giants overall, they're improving. I think Joe Judge has a good system and that he's working on it and they're figuring it out. One thing that I've noticed with Joe Judge, and he's even said this on press conferences, is what he's doing is he's trying to find what player is good at what. Yeah. So there are specific people that excel in specific things, and they're still learning. Like you said earlier, we're just out of the preseason, yeah. right? And so if you think about it, you know, we're now into the regular season, and you're starting to see, you know, the Giants are starting to improve. They're not going to be a playoff team this year, and I understand that. Um, I am not one of those people that just want to throw in the towel and lose out through that season just to get a high draft pick either. I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer is learning and developing and growing and building your team. I think during this offseason, there's going to be some big changes in New York, and it's going to probably be at the GM level. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't you all, disagree. You all know my, my stance on Dave Gettleman. Anyway, this isn't about that. I think right now they're trying to figure out the system. They're trying to figure out the personnel, figure out the coaches. And the goal originally – before we started 0-4, was to be a contending team next year. Are we still on pace for that? I don't necessarily know. Um, the season is going to dictate, you know, what we look like next year. Saquon Barkley is a big question yeah. mark, right? You know, will he be back next year? Will he, will he get a big payout? I don't know. One thing that's important to me is the Giants need to find their identity as a team and not a one-player team, yeah. where we previously previously were with Saquon Barkley. I love mm-hmm. the guy to death. I think he's explosive. I think he's talented. But as you found, for example, when Nick Chubb went down, Kareem Hunt stepped up, and you guys didn't miss a beat. And they're missing a. They're missing Nick Chubb. They are, but they're still producing. But they're st- yeah, they and still ran for over hundred on the on the league's yeah. best defense. And that's important. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna miss a cog out of your wheel, so to speak. But that can't ruin your entire season because yeah. players get injured, things happen. Um, that's part of that's part of the NFL. But my takeaways: I think it's improving. I think Joe Judge has a good system. I think that uh, um, Jason Garrett he did some good things on offensive play calling. I think he he found some things to work. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't we didn't come up quite um, on par to get the W. However. They are favorites going into Washington. So there it is. That is the uh, uptick of the week for me. That's the first time I've seen a positive or two and a half points favorite over uh, over Washington. So fingers crossed they get the job done. Uh, you know, and I got one side note I want to make about Washington that kind of pissed me off. Listen, first off, Alex Smith, more of a man than I'll ever dream of being. Like there's just – there's God, not – Badass, dude. I, I don't I, – I would not want no business of being back on that field. No. But I'm a little pissed off about it. I'm a little bit pissed off about Ron Rivera because Ron Rivera comes in and, he, and he's always been this guy about culture, this guy that's always been like – he is a man's man. He teaches respect, discipline, and hard work. And I'm not disputing any of that. I'm not in these fucking locker rooms. I don't know, right? But – he says, you know, 
not only does he bench Dwayne Haskins, and I'm not saying it wasn't the right decision because I I've, I watched one of those games. They played the Browns. I've, yeah. I've seen what Dwayne's doing, and, and, and right now he is not getting – maybe he's not getting good coaches – coaching maybe i don't know but he's not playing good football i know that to be I think true it's a maturity level honestly. I, well but. apparently he was supposedly celebrating a lot of his stats even while they were losing and a, and a lot of people are not happy with that so that plays into the maturity yeah. thing as you said I yeah i i heard this somewhere this weekend listen i don't know it wasn't there but <laughs> but you know we talk about this this direction in this in, in this culture of ron rivera and he says listen kyle allen's my dude I'm rolling with Kyle Allen and and Alex Smith's my backup and I'm putting Dwayne down. Yeah, and <laughs> he didn't kill him, but <laughs> he took him out back. Yes, yeah, don't by the woodshed. No. So old yeller. But anyway, he said like, and then everybody's like, oh, he's not even in at he's not even at the stadium. Well, he was sick. It turns out he was yeah. sick. Now listen, they already said he was third string before then. Rather, in normally your third string's not active, so he probably wasn't going to be active. But they're like, "Why well, doesn't he have to save?" It's like, "Oh well, he was sick," and then especially in COVID times, yeah. like they, there's no reason to risk it. Alex Smith goes in that game. Listen, Alex Smith goes like nine of seventeen for like thirty-seven yards. Like all he could do was dink it and dunk it because that offensive line almost got his leg broken again. But in the second half, Kyle Allen was medically cleared to play, and Ron Rivera said, "Meh, no, I'm going with Alex Smith." What the fuck are you doing out there? And I'm not saying Alex Smith can't ball, but you could see he was limited. He was gun shy. He was just dinking and dunking. He was checking it down. I I would be. This is – you had a guy that suffered an injury. He almost died. life-threatening in itself. The injury that he had could could be life-threatening just based off of the break. And how it can affect your blood system. Even without that infection. And then he gets the infection. And he legitimately almost dies. And I don't know if you guys have seen online the images of his leg as he was recovering. If you haven't, don't go look at them. No, I mean, they're or, horrible. Or look at them. I mean, seriously, look at them and see what the, what he's gone through to get back to the point that he's at. And then he has a coach put him in a situation that I – no, I get it. He got sacked like I get it seven times. I guarantee you Alex Smith was like – put me in yeah and because that's what a competitor like alex smith will always do but here's the thing 2018 was this injury was that right yes he missed all of last season so so yeah it would have been 2000 it's been almost two years since he played two years since he's taken a snap and it's not even a preseason snap this is a live all go snap and he played an entire game when like you said he's gun shy he hasn't played in live speed in two years and you've got a bad offensive line that he's taking damage i don't know to aaron me, donald had four sacks alone yeah to me you're setting yourself up you're setting a guy up for failure at that point in time. You've got to take care of your players. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't have that on the rundown, but that pissed me off so much that he said, let's leave him out there. You benched two quarterbacks this week. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying Kyle, Kyle Allen was great, but he was, he was playing better than Dwayne Haskins. You didn't even give him a half a football and you threw Alex Smith out there. Listen, if he had like the Browns offensive line and he was clean. Sure. Okay. He was getting the shit knocked out of him. And you said, fuck it. Let's crush this guy's hopes and dreams. I'm just saying, listen, I thought Ron Rivera, I think I still think highly of him, 
but whatever the hell is he, he's got going on down there, and like I know, like the sure. dude's going through cancer and stuff. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, that's, but that. But dude, doesn't have a factor into this decision. I don't know what you're doing. We won't know why he made that decision. Maybe Alex Smith was like, "No, I want to play. Give me this game. I want to play." I don't know. I mean, I could see a competitor doing that, but at the same time, you're the boss. Exactly. You have a responsibility to take care of your guys. All right. And yeah. That yeah, was our, that was a rabbit trail. That, that, that was one, that's what happens. So we're gonna go on to the thing that you were like, "Yo, dude, put this on the rundown." So uh, Love Bell, and and I, I I only have a little thing to say about Love Bell, and then I'll because I know you you've got something to say about it, whatever direction you're going, because obviously you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Here's my thing about Love Bell. I look back at that stuff, and it's gonna play into our next segment about fired coaches. Don't get me wrong. I think Lev Bell's holdout, we all thought it was kind of wild that you hold held out the entire year. I respect a dude trying to get what he's worth and things sure. like that, but I, he would have made more money than what he was annually getting from the Jets if he had signed that franchise tag as last year in Pittsburgh anyway. Yeah. I think he kind of screwed himself in terms of, of the money from that. But listen, like I'm not there, and, and Lev Bell's got – like. I know he's got a lot of stuff going on with like rap and stuff like that off the field. So like, I don't know, maybe that was what was best for him as a human being to have that year off. We don't know what all was going into there, but this Lev Bell situation and the way it ends just proves that the fact that Adam Gase has a job today is outrageous. And that's all I'm going to say. Cause I put this squarely because did you see Adam Gase get questioned about this yesterday? No, I didn't. Okay. So they, they, they asked him, you know, the daily uh, Jets podcast yeah. or uh, press conference after he had been cut. Today is Thursday. So he was cut Tuesday night, correct? Because then they would have yes. talked about it. Yes, because yeah. it was uh, like after that or during the Titans game. I think. Yeah. So and he said, like, like, why was he so ineffective? Why wasn't he used? And he goes, uh, that doesn't matter. He's not here anymore. Like Adam Gase would be like – he said, no, I think it's irrelevant. Relevant. It's irrelevant is what yeah. he said. It's irrelevant. Look, you are no, supposed to be a brilliant offensive mind. Yeah. Here's I. Here's the thing. The Jets, and, okay, not, <laughs> not that I can put them that much farther ahead of the Giants, but the Jets are the worst team in the league, okay? And yeah. that's not just about football. No. It's about what's going on in the building. Exactly. Just from an no. operations standpoint. But the Giants don't have that, thank God. No, they're just not winning. And at least at least the Giants are progressing forward, it seems. Yeah. Now, the Jets, not so much. Anyway. his diversity and of being able to run the ball and be a receiving back. He was truly an every down back. Then he was, had the, had the holdout, which I get it. I understand it. At the time you are legitimately the number one back in the league. Nobody can touch where you were at at that point in time. So you hold out and you have your reasons to do that. And I, I get it. Those are your reasons Whatever they were, whether you wanted more money, you wanted to be paid for the talent and the production that you're bringing. I understand. He was like ranked like when you looked at it as like the best rusher. And 
the number two receiver in yeah. the league. So he wanted to be paid accordingly, accordingly but he wanted it. like he wanted like quarterback money. Yeah, and they, there's just not a market for that. No, because you got to think about your longevity as a running back versus a quarterback. Yeah. in most situations. Nonetheless, what I also told we you may on, have cut out for like two minutes there. So if there was a cutout where we jumped, we apologize. My equipment sucks. Yeah, we apologize. You probably missed the best part of the, the podcast, so you should listen next week too. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Anyway, you know, with 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 Le'Veon Bell, my point is he was talented, right? He had everything going for him, and he wanted more money. He wanted to be paid accordingly. I get it, but then you miss a year a full year holding out and you let a team that was a good fit for you that you were so successful in, they carried on. And I have probably said this at some point in time on the podcast, every single person is replaceable. I don't care who you are, you are replaceable and they've replaced them. They replaced them with James Conner at one point in time. And no, he's not Le'Veon Bell. But he's productive. The Steelers right? are still winning. I mean. And they're winning. And they prove that they can win and be successful without Bell. And then Bell goes into the New York Jets. And the Jets are terrible. And Bell's not being productive. And I think that we've we the years of, of Le'Veon Bell being that stud workhorse back, those are behind us, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that we're ever going to see that again. And unfortunately... I think that part of that is because of the decision that he had to hold out. I think that if he signed the franchise tag and he stayed with the Steelers, Le'Veon Bell would probably still be one of the um, the more relevant names you would hear in the running back committee type of um, to game right now. So that's my take. Uh, I still, I mean, I still have all the respect in the world for the guy. I don't think the guy is not talented. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm not saying he's not talented. I think that him delaying his career. It hurt him. And hopes for money hurt him yeah. more than it did good. But I think I think a team that gets him will be a better football team. One hundred percent. If it's the right team for him. Yeah. So and I'd never understood why he went to the Jets anyway. Maybe why that was the, the maybe it was that was the only place that gave him that sort of money. I, I, I don't I don't know. Now we're gonna go to the fire coaches. Listen, we are no uh friends of Bill O'Brien. Um, I, on last season, um, in the archives, wherever I went on a massive rant when Bill O'Brien became the GM, you remember that we actually recorded that in your basement, uh, next to your wood burner. I remember it. It was a very warm, it was warm. It was was very warm down there. It was nice. And, uh, I, I don't like Bill O'Brien. We kind of addressed this last week. Uh, they're in a better situation without Bill O'Brien. They just want a fucking football game without Bill O'Brien. I'm just saying Bill O'Brien here. Here's the thing. And it's it's yet to be seen in in, in places like uh, uh, uh like it with the Giants, uh, but it's working with Vrabel. If you are not winning, being a Bill Belichick level asshole will not work. Because that only works if you're successful. Yeah, and 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 Vrabel, like. and Vrabel is now successful. Yeah, and so he can do it, and Bill O'Brien could kind of do it. But then he got so – listen, Bill Belichick is the smartest guy in the room, and he's always that's, trying to make moves. That's the key. It, Bill O'Brien also thought he was the smartest guy in the room. That's the room. also the key. <laughs> so we have one person who legitimately is the smartest, highest football IQ coach that we've seen. And then you've got, a, you've got a guy who's pretending to be that. Yeah. You know. So that's how I feel about the that. The guy who trades um, Hawkins. But, Dan- you know, 
Dan Quinn is the other fired coach, and 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 it makes me ask this question. I wrote down, "Why not Gase?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I doubled down by saying, "Ever with both of these firings, I've I've uh, one I called my dad when Bill O'Brien was called uh, fired, when uh, the Falcons like all but announced Dan Dan Quinn was fired uh, during the four o'clock window of games. So I was watching the Browns game at my dad's house, and I said, "Hey, there's another head coach firing," and he said, "Adam Gase." So my point is, every time I bring it up, any any football fan that I speak to says, is it Adam Gase? And my question becomes, why isn't it Adam Gase? Why does Adam Gase still have a job when guys like Robert Sala and Eric Bieniemy aren't getting interviews? Like, don't get me around. The Browns wanted to look at him. They went Kevin Stefanski's way. I, I just like, I'm like, okay, Adam Gase has a job. The only reason people think Adam Gase is a good offensive mind was Peyton fucking Manning. Yeah. Being me, you can back it up with the numbers. You, you know, Robert Sala, I know he's a different side of the ball, couldn't back it up with the numbers, although his defense got Fitz magic on Sunday, baby. Huh. Anyway, I love Fitz magic. There's yeah. just like, there's a man crush there. So my thing is like, Dan Quinn, I understand why he's out. He probably should have been out before this year. I think Dan Quinn's a hell of a football coach. He'll bounce back. But once again, Adam Gase needs to be fired because he is hurt. Now, listen, Joe Flacco played this weekend, so that didn't happen. He is potentially ruining Sam Darnold. And I'm worried. And he, I, I think he's also ru- ruining Mekhi Becton. And like, that's hard to do because the guy is un- enormous. Yeah. But I, I, Here's I the thing. get him the fuck out of there, man. The Jets are similar to the Giants. The Giants have the youngest team in the league, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Jets have young players as well. And as you just said, ruining Sam Darnold. Okay, you drafted him high because oh. you believed at that time that Sam Darnold could be your franchise QB. Otherwise, that. Otherwise, you're not drafting a quarterback no. that high. You're not. And if the Giants didn't, if the Giants drafted Daniel Jones to not be their franchise quarterback at, um, I can't remember what pick eight? he was at. Yeah, six or eight. It was, I don't know. For some reason, I wanted to say nine, but I think you're right. It was eight. Yeah. Anyway, it was top ten. Then why are you picking him? Nonetheless, because that's a top ten pick. Him. That guy needs to be a Pro Bowler. If you are picking in the top ten, he needs to be a Pro Bowler. That is the goal. Yeah, that is one hundred percent. So you've got a guy, Sam Darnold, and I agree with you. I still think he's a franchise QB. I really do. I think the, out of the that draft class, he's one of the tops. Um, Josh Allen's better. but um, Josh Allen. We will continue the Josh Allen is better victory tour as well we, as my Kevin Stefanski is a boss victory tour until we die. Yeah, because here's the reality of it. We both picked Josh Allen being the best in that, league, that yeah. class, even though all the analysts said he wasn't. But look, he's in the MVP race. Sam Darnold isn't. With that being said... Neither is Baker Mayfield. That's fair, but whatever. No, I wasn't even. <laughs> you no, know, I, I, I didn't even bring that up. But <laughs> Mayfield has a better coach than Sam Darnold. Ooh, I think yeah. Sam Darnold yeah. is not in that that category because his leadership uh, above him is trash. Um, and it has, has been. I I just don't know why why what you saw in Miami made you think this would be a good hire. Yeah. Which Look what happened when Tannehill got away from Adam Gase. Which means there's issues above Adam Gase. Well, they got a new GM. Joe Douglas, who's the GM there, did not bring in Adam Gase. Okay, good. So, it, it, I, 
nonetheless, you've got to get rid of Adam Gase. You've got to get a guy that can develop Sam Darnold. It, that is the future of your franchise. It. Now, don't get me wrong. That's where the buck drops. Like, the Jets aren't in the NFC, so I don't care if they're bad or they're good. Yeah, I don't either. Like, it, it makes no difference to me. But if you want to have a successful team, you need to look at your young players, especially the guys that you anticipate leading your team for a very long time, and you need to get coaching staff that can develop them. Yeah. I mean, similar to what the Browns, I think, are doing. The Browns are in there, and, and the Browns have – I think Kevin Stefanski as a play caller is a fucking boss. Yeah. And, and, and I love that that he did the double reverse pass again but let Odell throw it this week. I was like, you, God – I said, that dude's got a wheelbarrow to carry yeah. around his giant nuts. Yeah. But, like, you you got you to gotta have a vision, and you got to go for it. Adam Gase, even though his eyes are fucking bulging out of his skull, he doesn't know where he's going. No. So that that's you know what you want to hear a fun stat about the NFC East. The NFC East is still up for grabs on any of the teams there. I mean, the Browns have as many wins as the NFC East. Hey, you know that's that's valid. I'm just telling you, it's, I, Owen, what Owen five? You are not out of it. No, <laughs> we're, we're a game and a half behind at this point in time. That's yeah, it. yeah, Dallas has got two. Yeah, Dallas has got two, and then uh, then one one apiece, and then Philly's like in that weird spot where they're where because they're one three and one. All right, I have a couple of miscellaneous notes, and then we're going to get to me uh, pissed off about the Tennessee Titans. But uh, I want to say this: I don't think Joe Burrow lasts two more games if they don't figure something the fuck out. Stop throwing the ball fifty times a game. I understand. That that is Zach Taylor's mantra. He comes from the Sean McVay school. Yeah. You don't have the fucking offensive line to throw the ball fifty times, and Joe Mixon is a top ten back. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're gonna get my boy killed. That that is what this note says. Um, and then I also want to point out that for the second time, Lamar Jackson looked human. I don't care what that score says. He missed so many wide open people. It. it you need to take what the Bengals and the Chiefs have done to Lamar Jackson. You can beat him. I'm not saying he is not a Pro Bowl quarterback. I'm saying he's fucking human. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Those are my miscellaneous notes. Do you have any miscellaneous notes or do you want to get right into me uh, or get into the Titans talk so we can roll top three, bottom three picks? My miscellaneous note is this. <laughs> are the Las Vegas Raiders good or are they not? I, I was going to get into this on the picks. And yeah, this isn't a pick, though. This is just like I know, but I was gonna, I was gonna let it. I, I still don't think so. I just think the Chiefs' defense is—they have good players, yes, but I don't think all around, right? They're a good but team. At the same, they're time, a playoff team, probably though, like a a wild yeah. card contending team. But I don't know. But I don't know. Like I, that's the that, point. I can see them being a legit team. I mean, I, I really do because you've got Kansas City come in and Kansas City still score points. But obviously, you know, most oh. obvious statement here. It was like uh, 41 to 27. It's something like that. I I left here. It was like, no, it was 41, 24. I left here. It was 24, 24 to drive to my dad's to watch the four o'clock game. And, and they scored like 17 points. Yeah. So, so like there was a, a point where it was a three score game. Like, and that's the thing right there. 
They kept up with them. Yeah, 40-32 was the final score. Um, yeah, because they, they came back a little bit. And their car's balling out. I mean, I didn't look at the stat line until right now, but 22-31, 347 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. And then Patrick Mahomes, 22-43-340, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, I don't know. I think I think Las Vegas could be a potentially a sleeper team on this. I really do. They're gonna they're gonna battle, especially with three wild cards this spot yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. But I think they're just like the Browns. Like the Browns to me are a wild card team that probably loses in the first round. Like that's where I I put both. Of them. Yeah. That's listen. A lot of things can happen. Andrew Barry, sure. uh, like all. Apparently, the Jets are going to trade Quinn and Williams. I just heard that today, and the Jets are open. And if you could put Quinn and Williams, Sheldon Richardson, and, and Larry Ogunjobi, if Larry Ogunjobi was a rotational piece in the center, and then Miles Garrett was there, and the outside Olivier Vernon, Adrian Claiborne, uh, Porter Gustin, all three of those guys playing pretty decent football, you could put those four guys at the front. <laughs> yeah, one one. We don't need any safeties. One name that I heard on the rumor mill for the trade deadline, which surprised me, I don't think anything's going to happen of it, but I saw that Jalen Ramsey was in talks of being available. Which is interesting. They just gave him a massive contract. Exactly. So I don't see it happening because he is... I've heard Sam Darnold and Dwayne Haskins are on the trade block. Well, I can see Dwayne Haskins, but Sam Darnold, I don't see. That'd be wild, though, wouldn't it? That would be... I think this... I think we're three weeks-ish away from the trade deadline. So, like, the, I think that for once this trade deadline, which is usually not that crazy. Oh, it's going to be wild. Crazy. I might go into work tomorrow and ask my boss if I can have that day off. So, <laughs> I had the day off this year. There you go. Um, it was, uh, yeah, or last year. Okay. So, I we're going to go top three, bottom three in our picks. But uh, stop acting like the fucking Tennessee Titans are heroes. That – Broadcast pissed me off more than anything I've ever seen. And then, oh, there's Taylor the ones like, don't put adversity on us. You put adversity on you, you dumb sack of shit. And, and my thing is, like, stop. You could have ruined the whole fucking season for all of us. They're not heroes. Mike Vrabel, hell of a fucking football coach yeah. because of what we saw. Are they a playoff team? Are they a Super Bowl team? Yes. You're not fucking heroes. You're douchebags. Get over yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, as much as I... And I love Vrabel. As much as I hate watching the Giants continuously lose, I want to be able to see them try. I want to see them try, yeah. Come on, guys. The Browns are 4-1. The Browns are 4-1, and I think they have a shot at winning every single game from here on out, and I've never felt that way. Yeah. Don't fuck that up. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got to say. I'm not wasting any more time on that. But that's, that's, that's it. Okay, all right. My favorite segment... This is not my favorite segment. Favorite segment is picks because I'm currently the top dog. You are. I had a bad week last week. So, no, I mean, it was the first, you know, first and only. You're still 25-19-1. and Yeah, but I got to take my picks seriously and not just kind of go for the ring, the dingers. I might go for some dingers this week, though. So, it might might be a catch-up week. Okay, so first, top three, bottom three for me, totally the same. It's it's Green Bay. They didn't play. Seattle proved it again. Uh, Minnesota actually got out of my my basement because of the way they played. Uh, who I'm missing? It's uh, I, I can't put Kansas City in there. I don't think um, so. Seattle, Green Bay. It's not Baltimore. I'm going to leave Kansas City in there. I think that's more of a uh, 
a fluke than anything. I don't think Baltimore is a top three team because I think Lamar Jackson is human. It was 27 to three. I get that. But like, I don't, I listen, I watched red zone. I didn't watch all that game. I watched red zone during the first window of the games when the Browns weren't on. Uh, so I'm going to keep my top three the same. And then it, the Washington football team and the two New York teams are my bottom three. Uh, but that's, that's, yeah. I don't think there's a lot to talk about because I think it's similar yeah. to last week. Yeah. My, my top three is the Packers, uh, then the Seahawks, and then actually the Tech, not not the Texans. I read the Texans as I was trying to say it, the Titans. You look down at your phone. You, yeah. Uh, see, I, I, and then I put Kansas City right behind. Just so, You can make a very good case for that. I respect that opinion a lot. Yeah. I mean, I just think that on Kansas City has an explosive offense, and they've got Patrick Mahomes. I get it. But I think the Titans is probably a little bit more put together of a team. I think they're a more complete team. They're more complete. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it's not by a close. It, it's a close margin between the two, um, but with Kansas City's loss and the Titans not losing, that's why I, I give them the nod. For my uh, bottom three, I go with the Jets, I go with the Giants, and then I go with the uh, Washington Football Team. Can that's we get a, a name, please? Yeah, light right because I don't like saying Washington Football Team. I, I'm gonna. I'm about to start just calling them the Redskins again. I keep saying the Football Team. Yeah, the, I like it. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to go into our picks. We're going to wrap this stuff up. We went a little bit longer today, but I think there was just a lot that happened in this past it's good. week. It's been a good episode. Also, like, also props to the NFL the way they're handling this COVID thing. Like, I think they are they – are, I, I heard Roger Goodell talk about there being a week 18. What I think is probably – is going to have to happen is they're going to make a probably a week 18 or 19 and give everybody two buys. Yeah. Because right now you have leeway where you can postpone a game. But like the Titans case where they almost got postponed again, they've already lost their bye week. And the Steelers in turn also have lost their bye week. And then like the Packers, their bye week was last week in, in – it happened naturally of course – so, like, I think there's going to have to be another bye week for, for things to happen. But but kudos to them. Yes. So, uh, take our money to take – you want money, you listen to our picks. I stand at the top 28-16-1. and one. Isaac's not far behind me, 25-19-1. and one. Uh, I'm just saying, if you pick where we pick, and we're not picking with the money line – or uh, with the points, we're with the spread, so just pick money line – uh, but I do like to throw in some spread things when I go through them. Uh, I say I say go for our pick. So, all right, week six, we're going. No fucking Thursday night game. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't watch Thursday night games. Uh, me and the missus are in the middle of American Horror Story. Have you seen American Horror Story? I have. Oh, I've seen the first season. But you just reminded me of one thing. Did you see – well, first of all, have you ever seen the show Dexter? No. Okay, so I was going to ask you that next. Listen, I'm on season six. Um, I am, uh, uh, brother Sam just died. That, okay. Spoiler to something that happened like <laughs> For 11 any, years ago. Any of our six listeners that have, <laughs> Not are right Dexter. before that, you know. When you meet brother Sam, you will learn that he dies. This He's coming back for 10 episodes. Exactly. Oh, dude, uh, Whitney, big, big uh, Dexter fan. I texted her while she was at work yesterday, and, uh, she came home, and the first, like, she was excited, but she came home, and, and literally she started making dinner, and she says, oh my god. I'm so excited about Dexter. Oh, and I'm like, and one of my old co, I just switched jobs. One of my old co-workers loves it. Uh, and she was like, what? Well, you remember, like, wow, maybe I can't remember if we were roommates at the time. You remember I had coasters. They were the, uh, they were makeshift, like blood oh, wilds. Oh yes, 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 yes. They were coasters in our house. Yes. When we, when we were roommates. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Side note. And we'll get back to football, but, uh, have you seen these little bat mats? 
lists that you can put outside of your shower that when they get wet, they make it look they, like it's blood. blood. Yeah. My God, I would love to get that to scare the shit out of people. Yeah. All right. All right. So it only would work once, but okay. All right. So your one. Okay. This seems bad to me. Okay. So I'm looking here. The first game off the rip is, is Texans at Titans. Titans only, only three point favorites. I'm taking Tennessee by like 21 points. Yeah, like, this, like, I don't, I don't think it should be close. So if, if, if you're betting not just money line, if you're betting spread, take Tennessee. Um, the Colts are seven and a half point favorites against the Bengals. That defense may kill Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm taking Colts. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Indy uh, all day, every day. Okay, Falcons, Minnesota. Minnesota showed me something last week, which I thought they had in them, uh, and I just don't know what the Falcons do with an interim. I'm taking Minnesota. I just – I yeah, just, I. Falcons with an interim coach, Vikings showing, showing some promise. Almost one beating one of our top three teams. Yeah. So, uh, apparently could see number one back on the field, but we could also see Drew Locke back on the field. Uh, New England, Denver. I take New England over Denver, um, even if number one's not on the field and the edge goes to coaching. Yeah, yeah, that's just where it goes. Even if Drew Locke's on the field and Cam's not on the field, yeah. the the G men they are they are favorites, and, and, and I'm taking the G men against the football team. I'm too. Again, I mean, I'm always going to take the Giants. Probably. Please don't hurt me. We're all we're uh, five for five right now, so I've got to I got to switch this up. Uh, so the Giants. I think the Giants win by a couple of scores. If you, if you're if, if you're taking the favor, uh, maybe not a couple of scores, but the Giants score by win by at least seven points. So even if you're taking the spread, I say take the Giants. Yeah. Um, Ravens, Eagles. I I think I think Lamar is human, but that offensive line is not good, and that and Clayus Campbell, and Matthew Judon, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus P- that, that defense. Is way too good. The Ravens buy a bunch. Yeah. It, I mean, I want to. I want to throw in a fun pick there, but I just can't. I mean, I can't. I did too. Like, so I, I've got to go with the Ravens. I looked at it and I was like, "This is the one," and I'm like, "No, it's not." <laughs> All right. My the game of the week. Freaking my boy Tony Romo's calling this game. And it's the Browns, it's the Steelers. And listen, all week last week, I talked to you about this. I said, listen, that, that Colts game is a winnable game. The more I look at it, the more I look at this game, I think this is a winnable game. I think the Browns, Kevin Stefanski has given Baker a swagger back. Baker plays, by the way. I think Baker plays. If Odell misses it, he's sick. I don't think he has COVID. Um, he's still negative. We'll know in the morning a better idea. Uh Ronnie Harrison who has a concussion. We really need him. I think he'll be back. Larry O seems to be all right. He's healthy. He could be go trending in the right direction. I'm not going to pick against them until they give me a reason to, and I have no reason to. So I'm I'm taking the Browns, especially because if you're taking points and they're getting three and a half, you're definitely I definitely say take the Browns. I'm going to be the oddball. I am going to pick the Steelers on this. Not that I want them to win. I think they have more of a chance than the Browns. I think it's like a 55-45 to me. It's such a toss-up. And I'm going to explain why I picked the Steelers. Because, like I said, I don't want the Steelers to win whatsoever. But in the event that we don't have a healthy Baker Mayfield, and he is playing, which would be good, but he is banged up a little bit, 
Um, with some of the injuries, I think with the Steelers, unfortunately, you've got to have you got to be really firing on all cylinders. If he can't um, move around well, that's that's my. I mean, concern. they got a great offensive line, but still, like I, like that's that, a good defense. That's my that's my concern with it. Yeah, because I've seen the Steelers' defense play the Giants, and oh my god, it took them a couple couple of drives to really get in their element. But my god, they're fast. They're good. They're, they're really good. good. And so that's what concerns me. I hope I'm wrong, um, but I'm taking the Steelers. The interesting thing here. Big Ben completing garbage passes a fire over 10. Yeah. 10 yards. The Browns are susceptible in the back end of the secondary. I'm, I'm really interested to see what the safeties and what the pressure does against Big Ben. Um, it, listen, like I, like I said, I think the Browns are like a 45% chance to win. I know I'm picking them, but, but here's it, like, the thing. It, it just – I don't think the Steelers have played a, a defense quite to the caliber that the, that the Browns have right now, especially on their down line. Well, especially – and even – yeah, oh, yeah. And that is going to be a huge test, and I think that is going to be the difference on how the Browns pull that game. If they can make Ben Roethlisberger uncomfortable back there, I mean, yes, it's been – he can move around a little bit to extend plays like he's always done, but he it's not like he used to be able to do that. Um that's going to disrupt the game, and that could be the difference. Just like with the Colts. Who's the Colts' defense play before the Browns offensively? Not much. Same with the Pittsburgh defense. That does not mean I don't think they're talented. I'm just saying the Browns' offense is a lot better than yep. what they've seen so far this year. Yep. All right. The Bears travel to the Panthers. The Panthers all of a sudden look like a good team. They didn't look great out the gate. I think Matt Rule's got something rolling, but Bear Dad. Going Panthers. All right, all right. I, you know, you, you, I, I thought you learned your lesson when you didn't bear down last week. We're going to find out. Tom Brady, maybe he'll figure out in that game if uh, Yeah, I mean, come on. down it is. They're off what this down. week, too, aren't they? No, 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 they got the Packers. Oh, my God, that's going to be a great game. All right, Detroit, battle of one-win teams. The Detroit Lions follow the Jaguars, and somehow Detroit's favorite. I don't – I'm going Minshew Mania here. Like, I, I, I love what Minshew's doing. I love Stafford. Uh, I think this actually, it's a 1-3 versus 1-4 team. I think it's going to be the best 1-3 versus 1-4 team matchup you've seen in a long time. You know. Two not great teams, but I think that I think they have playmakers. Like I said, the the crazy thing of the year is the Lions are decent, right? Oh, so we're going to, you're going we're Detroit. We're going to Detroit. Okay, we're, we came out firing at each other. Now we're going three at the throat. All right, let's see. Oh, oh, the Jets and the Dolphins. Have you ever seen a two, a two and three football team be nine and a half point favorites? Yeah, like, I'm not even going to talk about. It. We already know how I feel about uh, Dolphins all day. About Adam Gase. Next, ooh, very good matchup. Uh, it's in the four o'clock window. Thank God, so I might be able to watch both the Browns in this game. We got the Packers and the Buccaneers. I still don't think Tom Brady knows knows what down it is, and I just really want him to be bad. So I'm See, taking Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay as well, but... You think Tom Brady knows what down it is? You're going to disagree, you're going to disagree with me there? No, no. I'm. What I was saying is, if this was Green Bay 4-0 and the Patriots 3-2 of last year, I would take the Patriots, you know? But yeah. Tom Brady is... Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking him at all. But he's not the Tom Brady-Bill Belichick combo that we used to see. Uh, yeah. There's something missing there. I... I I don't see the Buccaneers as man. Yeah, they're three and two. They're still doing good, but man, you got that one-two punch combo with coach and QB. I don't. I don't see that this year. So, Green Bay. 
I think Aaron Rodgers is going, going to roll. Okay. LA Rams, 49ers. I still don't know what's going on with the 49ers health-wise. I'm taking the Rams and Aaron Donald. Yeah, Rams. I'll take Rams big old 99. This Chiefs, Bills. Ooh, Ooh. That's your that's Monday night. We got two Monday nighters going on at like the same. Uh, I'm sorry. That's your five o'clock game on Monday night. Goodness. Oh, that is. I'm not even off work. Well, I'm just off work. At that you're going to have to motor home, Jeez. man. Uh, I get off work at four. Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo bounces back. They're not going to play like that again. So we'll, we'll double down there. Well, I take the Chiefs. Uh, okay. I take the Chiefs. He waits because, until I write it down, though. Sorry. I was, I was, I was going with Buffalo. And then I'm thinking Andy Reid. It's a, it's a double him. bounce back game, right, man? So yeah. like, you don't know. Like I, not that I think. I don't know. I'm taking Chiefs. I don't think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes lose two in a row. But I would not be surprised if the Bills win. I yeah. really wouldn't. I, I, I'm fascinated. I can't wait for this game. I'm, I'm almost as looking forward to it almost as much as the Steelers-Browns game. All right, the Cardinals, who suddenly kind of look more human, uh, they're only three and two because they got to play Adam Gase. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys, Red Rocket, baby. I'm taking the Red Rocket on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Dallas is probably the better team. Yeah. But you, well, I shouldn't say the better team has a good matchup because that defense is horrendous. Yeah. But Leighton, Va- uh, Leighton Vander Esch looks like he might be back this week, if that persuades you in any way, shape, or form. It kind of persuades me a little bit. It doesn't, because I hate the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Fuck the Cowboys. If you guys could see my face and the confliction that he's, I have. He's, like, I want to pick, I want to pick who I th- truly think will win, but I don't want to pick the Cowboys, so I'm going with the Cardinals. Okay. Well, this is going to be a, a week that will separate us potentially uh, in one direction or another yeah. of picks. We've got a lot of, of picks that went head-to-head out the gate. And then one, two, three, four, five. We got five games that it are picked. It could be a big one. So we'll see. I think uh, we're, we're running in here at about an hour. Uh, so we're uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, once again, follow us on our social media handles. I will be going live um, after the game with immediate reactions for probably about five to ten minutes uh, because uh, you know a lot of times when you go right after the game, it's pretty emotional and you can't see clearly depending on which way it goes. But uh, we'll see you next week. See you.